Hi, I'm Bella Hilton, and you're listening to the Miracles Happen podcast from Studio Fertility. This podcast explores the power of the mind, the mind-body connection, and other supportive mindset techniques to help you to not only cope on this journey, but to thrive. In each episode, we'll do a deep dive into a different topic to explore the things that can support you in being more fertile, conceiving your baby, and make a huge difference to your life. You are powerful, and you have dreams. And when you get your mind on board with your deepest desires, well, miracles happen. Welcome to Miracles Happen by Studio Fertility. I am your host, Bella Hilton, and I've got to say, I don't know how consistently I'm going to be getting these podcasts out just at the moment because I do have my little boy at home full time now, um, out of daycare, and my husband and I are doing, you know, our best at the moment. We're doing the juggle between his business and mine to keep things moving here. So, you know, I will be doing my best to do just that and keep things going because I realize how important it is to women who are still trying to conceive their baby to support them during this time. Because ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening, nothing is the same right now. Absolutely nothing. Unless you've been living under a rock, you are well aware. And with fertility, so many services have closed down that allow us to promote our dreams of conceiving our babies if we've been having trouble, right? Acupuncture, fertility massages, IVF clinics, and most um, assisted procedures. But not everything in every country. So it's really quite confusing out there what is open and what's not. But needless to say that we're all feeling affected by what's happening in the world right now. And it's funny, you know, because... I'm sure like many people out there, I've been quite obsessed with the events that are unfolding. You know, I've been glued to the news, um, if not to just understand what the latest rules are for leaving the house or how many people can get together at one time because the rules were changing every two days here in Australia, if not daily. So it was hard to keep up with what was happening and what is still happening. But it's been an emotional time for a lot of us all because there's just so much uncertainty here uncertainty about when it's all going to end, uncertainty about jobs, uncertainty uncertainty about how bad it might even get in your country. And quite honestly, I realized what it reminded me of. It reminded me very much of the fertility journey and the emotions felt very similar. So to have a fertility challenge as well as, you know, COVID happening going on and it has surely heightened the emotions you're feeling on, you know, for both fronts. Um, If you are already feeling anxious and stressed, then it's actually much easier to feel those emotions in relation to COVID. It's the path of least resistance in your body and your mind already. And particularly if you're all stuck at home and your latest IVF treatment has been cancelled, I mean, it all adds up to what I like to call a bit too much to deal with for anyone. And I know you know what I'm talking about. So what's your story right now? Because I know many people in many varied situations right now, and some seem tougher than others. I've got a client who just scraped in on IVF and has two great embryos just sitting in the freezer. And now she just has this frustrating weight on her hands for transfer. 
you know, I have a client who was having a great cycle just before shutdown and then unfortunately nothing came out of the cycle that was viable. So again, she has to have this patience. I've got clients who were gearing up for IVF and now have no access to these services when they had finally empowered themselves to make their decision and feel good about it. Oh, heart-wrenching. And also, I have a client who did IVF and had her transferred days before shutdown and is now pregnant, which is very exciting. And of course, I have those clients who are still proceeding naturally and wondering if they should at the moment with the current climate. So, you know, maybe your story is that you've saved up all this money for IVF and now you'll have to spend that money living because you're out of a job or, you've, you know, the money isn't coming in so much. Maybe your story is like one of my clients. No matter what your story is right now, and I think there will be a lot of stories out there, I just want you to know that you're not alone in this. And there are a lot of emotions to navigate and a lot of stress to navigate. So if you find you aren't coping too well, I think it is perfectly normal and you don't necessarily need to be. Because your emotions and dealing with them effectively something I wanted to talk to you about today and obviously the goal here is to help you to be more resilient which I'll go through a bit and to also to find better ways to deal with your emotions fully so you can start to find a deeper peace in your life no matter what challenges come along because challenges come along in life in all different shapes and sizes whether you have children or not not um, you know just because you have a baby does not mean that all life's challenges are suddenly behind you I wish that were the case. Look at COVID, for example. This is a challenge that no one was expecting. This is unprecedented. And we see that people are dealing with it in very different ways. And I know, yes, we had the 1918 flu epidemic, but in this day and age, I don't think anyone really saw it coming. You know, I myself had challenges with the whole COVID stuff in the beginning too because of the stress on our family in different ways you know, the uncertainty of it all, what it meant for society, the ever-changing rules. But now I feel like I have settled into the new normal quite quickly and quite well because, as I said to my husband, it's like you have to have a subtle mix of of a reverence or deference for COVID-19. You know, you have to respect Mother Nature because she is most certainly in charge in that regard. And you also need that healthy dose of denial or acceptance depending on which way you look at it, to just get on with things. Um, Maybe in a different, a whole new way, but to get on with living and still feeling good and and finding that way around it. Almost accepting these are my new boundaries and how am I going to exist within these new boundaries if these boundaries were always there? Pretend this is always your life, you know. Physical distancing from people, catching up with friends on video platforms to stay connected only going out for essentials, working from home. You know, you've got to accept all those things and then make the most of it. And I mean denial in that within your boundaries, what I just outlined, you need to do it, uh, you need to kind of forget that COVID is happening to a degree. You need to change your constant focus from it because it will drive you crazy. I mean, yes, it is happening in the world, but you cannot make make it your entire center of attention or else you will go crazy with all that could happen but don't get complacent at the same time. (laughs) And once you accept it and move on to living within those boundaries, it's actually very easy to start making the most of things and feeling good. 
And for some of you, that means accepting no acupuncture, accepting that you cannot have your transfer for a little while, accepting your current situation, because not accepting your current situation is actually where the pain and anguish creeps in. So the first step in dealing with any emotions is actually learning to accept the situation, you know, that COVID has deferred things or that you have fertility troubles in the first place. Some people don't accept it. And it's not to say that you accept the outcome of never having children. It's just that you accept that this is where you are at in your life. Coming to this place of acceptance is one of the hardest things for a lot of us to do though, but also is a place of great power, great power, and you are powerful because it's only when you truly accept something that you have the power to influence and change it in, you know, in the first place. Now, sometimes that influence or change to the situation is to implement solutions that make sense and feel good and sometimes it's to change how we actually feel about something but accepting the situation also does not mean giving up okay so let's not even go there so what part of your world are you not accepting at the moment and what would accepting the situation actually free you up from ask yourself these questions what would be different if you did accept where you are at right now? And I mean the situation, like I said, not the outcome. We aren't looking into the future and accepting any outcome right now. I mean right now in the present moment, what do you need to accept to start to find more peace? Now, there have been reports from places like China that we're going to have either a baby boom or a divorce boom or both as a result of people having to stay home together so much. So for some it would seem in this climate, if we look at it um, simplistically, that a crisis such as COVID is either, you know, either brings people together or drives them apart. Because a crisis like COVID either pushes people to accept the situation and get on with life or pushes them to crumble even further. But it isn't the crisis that does this. It's just a catalyst that shows you either where you are strong or where the cracks are right now. You know, where are you accepting of a situation and where um, you are not accepting of a situation. Now, accepting a situation also doesn't mean that the situation is right either. It's just accepting that your life hasn't happened any other way than it actually has. It's freeing up your mind from living in a life of what if that had happened? What if that had happened then? You know, my life would be so different right now. If we think this way, this creates a lot of pain. We need to accept where we are. You know, you're just accepting that your life isn't different from how it actually is right now. So for those getting a divorce as a result of COVID, for example, it just shows that maybe the relationship wasn't strong in the first place, that there were cracks already showing and that this has just forced the issue, sped up the timeline perhaps. Points of heightened crisis in our lives just illustrate to us where we're not free in our lives. It's like pushing someone to the brink and seeing what issues arise, you know. And if you give people lack of security like money, food and shelter, which looks like it will happen for many, particularly if you aren't in countries that protect you from any of this, then this will really bring to the fore how you handle challenges and where you are not free in your world. 
you know, have you started to learn something about yourself, about how you handle challenges and change with how COVID is playing out for you right now? For some people, they will discover that they're not good at dealing with uncertainty and they have to be planned and they have to know the future, they have to control everything. And when they can't control things, like the fertility journey, like COVID, they descend into emotions like anger, depression and desperation, but all in weird and wonderful ways. It doesn't always look the same. But if we bring it back to fertility here, they might start doing every weird fertility thing under the sun that they heard about on the grapevine or, you know, found on the deepest, darkest recesses of the internet that they discovered at 3am one night or over many nights. They might start to control um, other things in their life like their spouse or how they clean their house or how clean it is or where everything goes or whatever else gives them that illusion of control. They just keep doing, doing, doing in an effort to control ever more of their life and afraid if they don't keep control over everything that their whole life will unravel and fall apart. Like the doing somehow brings them control of the final outcome. But mostly, it usually tells me that they are afraid of actually dealing with their emotions, that they don't trust themselves to actually be able to handle their true emotions if they were to fully feel them. So they distract by doing things, controlling things. But the truth remains that this type of approach of doing more and more and more and more and more and controlling more and more leaves us feeling depleted of emotions, of resources, both internally and externally. It depletes us of money and faith in ourselves and our bodies. It further disconnects our mind from our bodies and often leaves us no better than when we started. Or even worse, because it pushes our body into that fight or float mode um, to a point where we don't even realize we're in it. It just becomes this normal state. Because it's driven from fear. Now, there's quite a difference in doing research on your situation from the standpoint of being informed and doing research based on fear. You know, one usually helps you to be discerning of the information and find what is right for you, and the other has you hopping on one leg whilst singing Kumbaya at precisely 10-minute intervals, but not on a full moon, quarter moon, or new moon, and most definitely not on Tuesdays, except if that full moon occurs on a Tuesday, right? You know what I'm talking about. The fear approach also puts your body into high stress, because this approach puts us into a more beta brainwave patterns. The more beta brainwave we live in, the more we feel stressed and anxious and nervous, etc. And this has been studied and proven. And that's all the details. We get bogged down in the details of things and not taking our and not um, keeping our eye on the big picture. And we know that stress and anxiety in this um, way of living is no good for the body on any level, let alone just fertility. Think about what thoughts keep you from living in the present moment on a daily basis. Because these are the things that show you where you're not free. These are the thoughts that keep your body in daily stress, whether or not you feel like you are stressed or not. Mainly because it has become normal for you to live in the past or the future or both and be stressed about it. So actually taking this stress away feels abnormal, but the peace and the freedom in this place 
where the stress is taken away is absolutely immense. And when you get there, you won't even know yourself. Once you start to get more comfortable with uncertainty, once you start to face your ultimate fears, once you start to let go of what is causing you to feel stuck, well, it's a beautiful thing because what is causing you to feel stuck only exists in your mind. What is causing you to feel stuck might not cause someone else to feel stuck. Their demon is something different or they have started to discover a larger piece in their life, I'm hoping. And when you find that piece, it starts to calm down your nervous system and release that daily stress you live in. Okay, so where do you even start, right? Where do you even start finding this piece? Because I kind of have jumped to the end here and it is way easier said than done like most things in life of what I've just outlined to just accept everything and find peace. So firstly, if you are experiencing these heightened emotions around your fertility journey, around COVID or both combined, then as I said, it is perfectly normal, but please don't stuff them down. You want to sit with your emotions and actually feel them. And this might be the first time in your life you've actually felt them. Don't try to minimize them or stuff them down or to feel something different. Actually experience your emotions in the present moment. It can be super uncomfortable at first, but actually fully feeling your emotions is one key way of actually moving through your emotions. Denying them and stuffing them down is like anything in life, right? The cover-up is usually worse than the crime. And what I mean by that is take a person who's having an affair, for example. The spouse, usually at the end of it, when they find out, has a harder time dealing with the lying and the fact that they were made to feel paranoid and stupid than the actual affair itself. And that's how your body is actually experiencing stuffing down and denying your emotions, like you're lying to yourself and making yourself paranoid and stupid. And you're not stupid. So instead of going, hey, you know what, I feel crappy, you know, because once you accept you feel crappy, then you have the power to do something about it. So actually accepting that rather than stuffing it down. And if you deny you feel angry or upset or anxious, then you have no presence of mind to turn it around or to ask yourself the more important question of why. Why do you feel like that? And you know what? You don't even have to know exactly why you feel that way to be mindful about your feelings and just feeling them to move on. Sometimes it's just a matter of feeling them. But if you can get super curious about why you feel the way you do, well, it's usually never as simple as I just don't have what I want or I can't do what I want to do, therefore I feel bad, right? I.e. I don't have a baby, therefore I feel shitty or I can't do my transfer, therefore I feel anxious comes down to what you're actually making those things mean about you and not dealing with uncertainty usually too. So, for example, I can't do my transfer right now might boil down to it meaning that you're getting older and the older you get, the more unlikely it is that you will conceive and that you feel like a failure and you feel like a failure in this part of your life and every other part of your life. Um, so it's this feeling of failure that's really creeping up on you. But is that true? Absolutely not. You cannot know um, also that, you know, um, there's, no, um, there's no certainty around you not being able to conceive six months down the track versus right now. Um, so this is the uncertainty bit I'm talking about. What we actually try to do in life is we try to mind read the future. 
usually based on our past experiences, as a way to predict what will happen so we have a sense of control of what will happen. But we're usually picking bad experiences from the past to project onto the future that actually create a future that we actually don't want and therefore we feel anxious and sad and depressed before we have even experienced the future. (laughs) I hope you followed along with that. That was a little bit of he he said, she said. But we take the past put it onto the future to try and predict the future, to have that level of certainty that we crave. But it's not the future that we actually want, it's the past that we already know that we don't want, and that's why we feel bad. We're already setting ourselves up for failure. You know, um, I take the other example, um, I don't have a baby, therefore I feel bad, is also not that simple yet. Um, You know, I get that you might feel sad because you don't have your baby yet. I totally get that. This is an amazing life-changing experience and I want this for all of you. But again, we're mind reading the future based on past experience to say that you will never have a baby. We can't know that. We can never know that for certain. And you're also assuming that you cannot be happy without a baby, which is a really big call, ladies, to say that you'll be miserable for the rest of your life if you never have a baby. But I I won't get into that today. Because right now we just need to keep it simple. Typically, when I feel depressed or down or generally not coping with something, I don't try to change how I'm feeling at all. Because when I do, then it perpetuates and kind of gets worse until I deal with it, right? When I accept it and don't deny it and say, hey, I'm feeling down today, I usually process it pretty fast, like lightning fast, actually, because I treat my emotions with respect. I then treat myself with respect. I treat myself how I would treat somebody else or a child who was unhappy. I metaphorically hug myself. I sometimes seek a hug from my husband or go and do a meditation or take a bath or, you know, watch my favorite shows or watch a movie or do something that I want to do, not something that I feel I should do. Because I understand in those moments, I'm just not, you know, I'm just feeling too much pressure from life. So I mentally delete my to-do list and free up my calendar, essentially. I don't put undue pressure on myself to do things. Because in those states, we're usually pretty useless anyway, right? And when I give myself that space, it's immense. Even the space of I don't have to do anything right now in this minute, but sit with my feelings well, then the reasons why I feel that way usually come to me much more easily because I'm freeing up the space for that information to come to me to connect in with myself, you know, the bits that I may have missed when I'm in this heightened state. And then when I have more clarity of why I feel bad, I ask myself a few questions. Now, number one, can I do something about it right now? Anything at all, even small towards fixing the situation or... Can I not do anything about it right now? Have I done everything that I can do? Now, if I can't do anything about it, then I come back to accepting the situation and embracing the uncertainty again or waiting until I can do something about it. But just accepting right now, I can't do anything about it, so I let the emotion go. And if I can do something, then I get on with doing that based on what I know is right for me, of course. So to keep going with the examples, can I have my transfer right now? Um, Can I have my IVF cycle right now? No, I can't. So what can I do? Well, I can keep eating healthily, taking supplements and learning how to get more in touch with my body and my intuitive side and exercising sensibly. 
I can take this time to really learn more about the mind-body connection and just kicking my low-vibe energy to the curb so that when I can do these things, when I'm 100% ready to go and, you know, there's no more restrictions, then I feel empowered and it's just going to be different, you know, Um, and I might be able to keep trying naturally too. It's one way to approach it. And if all that fails, you just learn to breathe to get yourself out of that high beta brainwave pattern of anxiety. And if you can't just breathe yourself out of it, distract yourself first, which I know goes against me saying sit with your feelings. But when you're in a super high anxiety um, state, the thought of just going to do a meditation is not possible. There's just too much energy and cortisol you know, flowing through your system. You need to get that energy out. Your fight or flight or freeze has been fully triggered and you've got this adrenaline pumping through your veins. You're not going to go, okay, breathe. Um, those are not the times to just breathe in and out, although it can help, but it isn't very easy. So firstly, what you want to do is completely distract yourself to the point where you can even process any of the thoughts to be able to breathe. Change your focus. Play a game on your phone run up and down on the spot, scream, all of these things will help to change your physiology enough and your internal chemistry enough to be able to to then employ the other methods of sitting with your emotions and being curious about them. Okay, I feel like I've gone through a lot today about emotions and, you know, and I've given you a lot of things to think about in terms of acceptance, dealing with uncertainty, sitting with your feelings being curious about your feelings and about the why and taking actions in ways that make sense. And look, if you're truly having trouble with your emotions right now, now is the time to reach out and I'm happy to help in any way that I can. Just email me on bella.hilton at studiofertility.com or just go to studiofertility.com and book in a time on my calendar. And if you're enjoying these podcasts too, Please remember to give me a review so that other women can also get value out of these podcasts. I think it's just more important right now than ever. In the world right now, we know that we are all in this together. And for my listeners, we're all in this fertility journey together. So share and review and write to me as I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what's going on for you. Let me know what you got out of today. Because ladies, I think if you can master your emotions and your strength, during this COVID crisis, then honestly, you can do anything and that baby won't be far away. And I cannot wait to hear about your miracle happening. I'll see you next time on the podcast. Thanks for listening to the Miracles Happen podcast from Studio Fertility. If you like the show and you want to check out more podcasts, just head to studiofertility.com slash podcasts or you can leave us a review. When it comes to conceiving your baby, we're going to leave no stone unturned. So join me next time where you will get more insider knowledge that currently only my clients have access to. And let's get your dreams back on track.